Mike Gill from Believe in Eagles. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the Believe in Eagles podcast. And make sure you check back to the Believe in Eagles feed each and every day for the very best on the Eagles. Here's today's conversation. Stay or go, we'll take a look at some of the Eagles free agents and see whether they should return or not. They've got some interesting ones here. We're going to do it with John McMullen from Birds 365. Weekday mornings, 8 a.m. on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We'll get into that, plus the news from the day around the Eagles. As we do this offseason, we take a lot of looks at everything that's going to be happening with this kind of new regime, but with the same guy as the head coach. John McMullen joins us right now as we take a look at the Eagles offseason. A closer look. We'll do stay or go, but I do want to get, John, your thoughts on the you know, radio interview that uh, has been making the rounds up in New England about Bill Belichick and that the Eagles had interest there, uh, but it all kind of, you know, was up to Nick Sirianni and the whole, you know, Doug Peterson s type of thing. We're going to give you uh, the option to take this or take it or leave it. He takes it. Uh, but how realistic in your mind if Nick Sirianni said no, that Bill Belichick would be here right now? Well, somebody would be here, and and the coordinator decisions would indicate that uh, the Eagles were wanted to go toward experience. So that's a check mark in in Bill Belichick's favor. Um, he does have a good relationship with Howie Roseman. That's not the. I mean, Howie's very close to Dave Ziegler, who's the former de facto GM there. Um, you know got fired in Las Vegas as the GM recently. Um, he's very close to Josh McDaniels. He recommended that he be the coach in 2021. He's very close to Matt Patricia. That's the reason Matt was here. So there is Greg is, it was Greg Bedard who's really plugged into the Patriots. So there is good relationships there. Um, but you know, Bill has a history of, you know, being very, uh, hands-on, uh, and he wants to be in charge of everything. So he would have to um, go a different direction here in theory. But I do think a lot of people forget Ernie Adams and, you know, very low-key, behind-the-scenes. Um, for people that don't know him, there's a lot of people who don't even know him. Uh, but he was sort of Bill's right-hand man in New England for about 20 years until he retired. Um, and he was almost a mythical figure because he never <laughs> did interviews or anything of that nature. So he did, I think people forget he did have somebody he trusted. And, um, you know, maybe that would be Howie. Uh, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But um, there's smoke to that fire. Uh, and Jeffrey Laurie, the, the other part of it, obviously, be, was a Patriots fan, tried to buy the Patriots, has always been enamored with the way the Patriots do business. So a lot of the pieces fit, um, but end of the day, Nick Stiriani accepted uh, the demands of Jeffrey Lurie, and, and they didn't go looking for an, another head coach. But what it does do is signals to the rest of the NFL, this guy's a lame duck. <laughs> Either he wins or he's out. And whether it's Ben Johnson or uh, Bill Belichick or anybody else who's a hot name, 
you know, I, I said first loss, man, you're going to have Eagles fans texting you, Mike, and saying we need to get Ben Johnson, we need to get Bill Belichick, we need to get insert name. Um, and Jeffrey Lurie created this. So if he, if the Eagles start saying it's unfair, you guys, you guys set it up. You guys, you guys did this to yourselves. Right, that's where the Eagles are. They've put them, John, in kind of a uh, unfavorable position. Like, you know, if this season goes one and four to start, you're going to start to hear rumblings. But I would caution the fans out there. Oh, and one, you're going to start to hear rumbling. (laughs) Oh, and one. All right, oh, and one. Yeah, they're down at halftime. You're going to start hearing of the first game. You're going to hear the boos and 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 stuff there. Uh, But I would say if there was a, let's say one and four or whatever, oh, and three. They're not going to fire Nick Sirianni and then go hire Bill Belichick or bring somebody else in. No, that would be, you know, well, in theory, Bill would be interesting because, you know, it looks like Bill's going to take the year off. So that is something you could pull off. Obviously, you couldn't pull off something like Ben Johnson in season. Um, But, you know, you do have now two coordinators with experience that would be ready to take over. I think it would be more Kellen Moore, even though Vic has been a head coach. It's just um, the way Jeffrey likes his business done. He'd rather have the offensive guy, rather have the younger guy. Um, So, you know, maybe that's why Kellen Moore was so quick to accept his job. That's it's just a bad setup, Mike. You got a bunch of mercenaries coming in to coach this team versus, you know, the loyal lieutenants that Nick Sirianni had and trusted and all that kind of stuff. And now you got a bunch of guys he doesn't know. And they all know he's a lame duck. And they all know, hey, if we win, everything's great. If we if you don't win, now Vic's a senior citizen, so he's near the end. Um, you know, but Kellen, he could be a head coach in season. Yeah, and I think Kellen's an interesting one because you you bring in the young coordinator and he's going to walk into an offense that uh, he's probably going to, I would imagine, excel in, and then he's going to be a head coaching candidate. So you might be going through this search again for the offensive coordinator again next year, and that sets your your, your head coach up again for having to deal with another guy uh, who would be what, his one, two, three, that would be his fourth different coordinator in five years, if they keep him, if the team is successful. So you you put up a really weird situation here. Speaking of the offense, John, uh, the two receivers were together. They like each other. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Um, they had a message for Kellen Moore. Just let us do what we do. Uh, it was the messaging there on the Up and Adams show today. But she had an interesting question, you know, regarding being traded. And I don't know if A.J. Brown really answered it all that much, but if you looked at his face, he was kind of like looking up in the air and all over the place. Did you get any body language read from A.J. Brown's answer on whether or not his name would be in uh, trade rumors? Yeah, well, you know, I I mean, that's – you talk about manufactured. I mean, that really, as far as I can tell, developed off a a hypothetical from a Philadelphia radio station. I mean, there's no – legs to that trade rumor all of a sudden um you know Kay Adams is talking about it on her show it's amazing how this stuff starts I mean the Eagles would take a 40 million dollar dead cap hit if they wanted to trade uh, AJ Brown now they could trade him post June 1st but if you understand how the, the NFL does business I mean 
free agencies in March. You got the draft in April. Um, so everybody has budgeted their major money by that point, by June. Now, when you have a player of the caliber of A.J. Brown, people will always move mountains to try to bring somebody like that in. Uh, but there's no truth to any A.J. Brown trade rumors at this point. And the only thing that could change that, to be honest, is um, A.J. himself wanting out um, more than anything else. But he's he's the Eagles' best player, and they're not going to – there's, no, there's no truth. I mean, zero. I don't like using the, the – you always leave the door open a little bit, but, I mean, there is zero – Kenny A.J. Brown trade rumors right now. All right, John, let's uh, do a little stay or go here. Let's take a look at the uh, pending free agents. Uh, at which ones do you think they should and will bring back? It, they're, they're tricky ones here. So let's start with the three veteran guys. Jason Kelsey, I mean, I, I know it's been reported, but what's your gut feeling on Kelsey? Do the Eagles want him to come back? Well, I think we're at the Derek Jeter point with Jason Kelsey. If he wants to come back, you let him do what he wants. Uh, but, you know, I think if you had some true serum um, and you asked the Eagles, uh, they'd say it's probably time. Probably it's time to turn the page. Um, nobody's going to admit that publicly, but uh, do you want to pay another $15 million a year to an aging center who wasn't, you know, I hate to break this to people, but he wasn't playing well down the stretch and he did not play well in Tampa. Um, I think he's leaning towards retirement. The Eagles won't have to make that difficult decision, but uh, if, if, if they did, they would, they would play, pay him and he can go as long as he wants. He's reached that stage where he can make that decision. But I think from the Eagles standpoint, it'd probably be better to, it's the old adage in sports, better to give up on a player a year early than a year late. Um, and I think they're at that point. All right. So you would think go there. What about Fletcher Cox? Uh, there were some murmurs. Yeah, I understand that maybe... when I say go there, that's Jason retiring. Yes, Jason retiring. He's not going to go play someplace yes. else. No, no. no. Uh, Fletcher, um, they want him back. Does he even want to keep playing? What's your feel on that? You know, it's funny because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about retirement for Fletcher Cox until clean out day. And, you know, evidently he's thinking seriously about retirement. Um, you know, I think he played very well this season. Um, did he play well enough to, you want to pay $10 million again next season? If he does want to play, he's earned that. So he should be in age figures again. Um, he'll be 34 uh, by the end of next season. Um, it's another, especially because of the way you've invested in the middle of the defensive line with Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams over the past few drafts. Um, you know, it might be time also. And I think, I think Fletch might retire as well. So I think it might be taken off the Eagles plate. Interesting. All right. Um, that's uh, been gaining some more steam here. Uh, Fletcher possibly retiring. Brandon Graham has said he wants to come back. Do you think the Eagles will oblige? I do. 
Um, and, and Brandon's a little bit different, sort of like that Derek Jeter thing as well, but he's willing to play for less. So it's a little bit easier. And Brandon was still effective in a limited role. And if you got to pay him $5 million with incentives, which is probably what it's going to take, I think the Eagles want to get him to his fifth. He's always said he wanted to play 15 years. This will be it. This will be his last season, his 15th, all with the same team, the Eagles, which you just don't see anymore. Um, and I think they want the happy, happy ending there. And financially, it's not difficult. So I see no reason why he won't be back. All right. Um, let's uh, go to the offensive guys now. Those were the three you know, veterans. Now you got DeAndre Swift. No, I don't expect DeAndre to be back. Um, a lot of it depends on, um, you know, the kind of deals he gets elsewhere. If he gets a Miles Sanders contract, he's gone, obviously. Uh, but I think, you know, Miles performed so poorly. I think the running backs are even going to get squeezed even a little bit more than they did last season. So I, I don't know if a big money deal is going to be out there for DeAndre. But the second part of it is I, I don't think he likes being in this particular offense. Uh, and, and it has more to do with the passing game. He thinks he was underutilized in the Well, now he's got game, a new so. play caller. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to change that much. Um, there are certain quarterbacks, and I always say, Philip Rivers going to dump the ball off. Jalen Hurts isn't going to dump the ball off. So that limits the passing um, numbers for running backs in those particular ones, and I think that's important uh, to DeAndre. Uh, all right, let's uh, group these two guys together. Uh, Rashad Penny and Boston Scott. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't you can't lump them together, <laughs> Rashad. There's no chance Rashad Penny's coming back. I mean, zero. Was he was he unhappy? Again, I use that word zero zero. Was he was he and unhappy? I don't like using zero. Boston is, you know, Boston's a glue guy, a locker room guy. It doesn't cost a lot of money, um, and he's very um, reliable and dependent. So I think there's. Well, by the way, by the way, John, Boston had nine more carries than Rashad had all season, and he played, and he played every game. So, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a big role, but as I said, he's he's regarded as a bad. Plus, he plays; he's the lead kickoff return. Not that that's that important uh, in the modern game, but he's a lock. As I said, he's a locker room leader, that type of thing. Rashad, I mean, the carries he did get were sort of garbage time carries, and. Um, yeah, he's not coming yeah. back. Penny, Penny gone, but you think, I mean, it's weird. Scott just seems like has he has no value anyplace else, and he's just like, huh, if you're going to keep bringing me back, I'll just keep coming back. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, you know, veteran minimum deal, um, and you, you're He was right. the highest I mean, paid running back he, on the team last year. Yeah, and he means more to the Eagles than he would to other teams because of the leadership part of it. Um, and I, I think he's one of those guys that they like to keep around. You can't win the old. You can't win with fifty-three Boston 
mascots, but you can't win without at least one. So I think the leadership's more important with him. All right, uh, a couple uh, more on the offensive side here. You've got the uh, the wide receiver trio, Quez Watkins, Alameda Zacchaeus, Julio Jones. Gone, gone, gone. All three. Um, nobody's coming back in that trio, no. Okay. Now, it, you know, Nick has made it very clear that he likes sort of the grit and um, the the – uh, dirty work that Alameda does. So I, there's a little bit of a chance that they could bring him back. Um, but obviously Julio's not going to be back. And Quez, yeah, Quez, is, Quez has had enough of Philadelphia, let's put it that way. He, he wants out. <laughs> uh, and Julio's probably at the, the end of his career. So um, Alameda, slight chance, but I, the Eagles want to improve. At, at the and they have to improve, and they're great with AJ and Devontae, but they got to get some kind of some kind of presence in that third and fourth receiver slot that can make a play when it's there. Uh, two more on the offense. It's uh or, or the uh, skill position. Marcus Mariota. I, that's a lot of money for a guy who doesn't play a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, I, I don't think Marcus will be back, but it will be interesting because the Eagles traditionally. You know, when they see themselves as a contender, they want a veteran yeah. uh, presence, a backup quarterback in case. Now, the one exception was Jalen Hurts, who they drafted in the second round. So that's a high-level draft pick. Um, and Tanner McKee, who would be in line to be bumped up in theory, you know, that's a six-round pick. So that's that's a big difference for people trying to make that leap. So, but, uh, you know... $5 million for, and, and I don't think Marcus is a West coast guy. So at the bare minimum, uh, I think he would like to explore his opportunities. And if somebody else closer to the West coast or on the West coast needs a backup quarterback, I think he'd prefer to be there. All right. Uh, Albert O is a guy they picked up. Didn't play at all. Hardly. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, yeah, I think he's one and done. Uh, didn't show much. Um, he was an interesting like prospect. Great. Interesting prospect. Yeah, that's what they said in Denver. I yeah. mean, at some point, you got to say <laughs> it's he's athletic, but right. it doesn't translate to the field. And he he had an opportunity because uh, Jack Stoll's limited. Grant Calcaterra really hasn't shown all that much, so. Um, couldn't couldn't beat out those guys. I, I do think the Eagles want to improve at, at tight end. Uh, it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if they drafted one um, relatively early. Not talking obviously first round, but relatively early. Uh, and if that's the case, yeah, I mean, well, this is when they drafted Goddard uh, when Ertz was right at this stage of his career. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Driscoll and Opeta, those two are interesting. Yeah, I think a lot depends on kind of the deals they get elsewhere. Um, I think Jack is probably more likely to get priced out. Um, I could see somebody giving him a, a, a pretty good deal, you know, maybe two years that certainly more than you want to pay a backup. Um, but, you know, Jeff Stoutland likes them both. So if they don't have offers, yeah, the Eagles would bring them both back, but uh, 
I think they've shown enough to where they could maybe get decent deals, and that might price them out of the Eagles' range. All right, uh, got three linebackers: Morrow, Cunningham, Shaq, Leonard. Anybody back? No, I, I, I think from what I talked to Shaq Leonard, I think he's going to retire, but we'll see. Um, just hasn't really been able to bounce back from the back problems and the back surgery. Um, and he, he admitted he thought about retirement before this season, and it didn't go well for him. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, certainly Nick Morrow's not going to be back. I, I think he got a bad rap. Um, to be honest, because I think at times he played well. And everybody says Zach Cunningham was the Eagles' best linebacker. I think if you look game to game, I think Nick had better games, more decent games than Zach had. But the bad games were so bad, I think that that leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. So he'll move on. I think Zach Cunningham will move on as well. Um, And the Eagles got to add bodies at linebacker. Um, and they'll probably draft one again, not the first rounds, but they'll probably draft one relatively early. And there's still hope that Nicobe Dean can be a player. They're not giving up on him, mm-hmm. but I don't think you can trust that he'll be healthy for 17 games. So they, they're going to need to add bodies at linebacker. And you got uh, safety Justin Evans, another guy hurt, really didn't do much there. And, um, you know, probably not in the plans. No. Um, I, I thought in a, in a very limited sample size early in the season, I thought he was playing pretty well, uh, but he's just always hurt. And that's been the story of his career. And yeah, um, Kevin Byard, I don't expect back as well. So you have Reed Blankenship, uh, unfortunately, Sidney Brown tore his ACL, but he'll be back. I mean, I, I feel kind of like Sidney's not going to be ready for, um, Week one, he'll be ready for week one. It would shock me if he's not ready for week one. Now, he's not going to have much of an off season, so that hurts. He's going to be rehabbing. But for people that haven't noticed, ACLs aren't year-long injuries now. It's it's nine months, and sometimes it's shorter. So there's been a lot of advancements in the surgery and the rehab and all that kind of stuff. So he'll be back. He, he, he'll miss most of the off season. Uh, maybe get back for the second half of training camp, something like that. But um, and the Eagles are going to need to add as well to Sydney and, and Reed Blankenship. All right, well, uh, they got to add. They got a lot of add a lot on defense. Yes, uh, a lot of uh, defensive changes. It would seem like again, and uh, a little stay or go. John McMullen from Birds Three Sixty Five gave you the insight on who should be back, who won't be. It sounds like most of these guys will be out the door. And that means you got to replace a ton of bodies who played a lot of snaps last year uh, for this Philadelphia Eagles team. We'll be talking more about that through the offseason. John, always appreciate it, my friend. All right, thanks, Mike. All right, John McMullen, Birds 365, weekday mornings, 8 a.m. on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to Believe in Eagles right here on the Believe Network. Don't forget, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast feed for the very best in Eagles coverage right here on the Believe in Eagles Network.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.